right. Good morning, Church on the Rock. All right. All right. The faithful and few that uh, did not stay out too late last night. Here to go. Here to go. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of each one of you. Uh, as many of you know, this is probably our lowest key service of the whole year. And uh, next week, we are going to be back at one service at 10, and the place is going to be packed. So make sure you make it here early next week. But this is good. This is our Testimony Sunday. Testimony Sunday is uh, where we get to hear some of the voices of the various people here in, uh, in our stories. Uh, I'm going to share just a very short little bit from Scripture. Then right after that, I'm going to be asking, first of all, Brian. Uh, he's going to come up. Shannon, Jason, and uh, then Luke. All right? So if you're on, on there, so uh, you got that order. And they're going to come up one at a time and, and share testimony. John's going to lead us in two songs right after that, too. And then we have an open mic right here. And uh, we uh, invite anybody that would like to praise God for uh, as something specific that's happened through this year that's going to take less than uh, two minutes to share. That would be great. We, uh, <laughs> we, uh, if we can t take it uh, between about uh, around a minute, that would be great. But let's hear from each other. And this, uh, I, this is uh, one of the, I remember we experimented with this about 10 years ago, and uh, the people that came said, this is one of the best services ever. We should do this more often. And uh, I didn't try and take it personally because, uh, uh, but uh, it is good. It is good to hear from our people. So let me pray for those, and I'm going to share a short verse, and then we'll get into it uh, with Brian leading us off. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the stories of our lives. Thank you that you write your story into each one of us. And it takes something like a New Year's Eve service to be able to look back and say, God, yes, you did do some wonderful things, or you prepared me, or you taught me things in Scripture that have changed me. And sometimes we don't look in the rearview mirror uh, enough to see your hand throughout our lives. And also on uh, New Year's Day, we want to look forward and ask your blessing from today on for the rest of 2023, God, that you would go ahead of us and with us and over us and around us, not only protecting us, but making us dangerous to a world that needs you. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When I was a teenager, I, uh, I was told I should be memorizing scripture so one of the first scriptures I memorized was uh, Psalm 34, Psalm 34, and I, I memorized it in a very sort of old, uh, uh, old version of it. I was, uh, mainly because I grew up with the King James, and that was it. That was it. Oh, the young people have no idea what uh, the, the goodness they have now. <laughs> it was always a mystery, whatever the Bible was saying, but I had to try and figure that one out. And uh, I love Psalm 34, and uh, at the first part of it, it sort of taught me some things about life. And one of the things it taught me was to be grateful. And I think uh, we all know how important it is to be grateful. And uh, in my mind, I simplify. That's what I am. I'm a distiller. I try to simplify. In my mind, I at least think there's at least three levels of gratefulness. There's level zero. Level zero, one, and two, all right? <laughs> there is level zero gratefulness. Where there is good things that happen to us all the time, but we don't recognize it. We don't see it. And so we're not thankful. There's one story that really affected me, um, uh, told by a man named uh, Irwin, Irwin McManus. 
And he said, as a pastor, he, uh, he helped this, this woman in need and uh, paid for her rent and found out next week, she, next month, she needed her rent again. So he and his wife decided, we're going to take out of our meager earnings and help this woman with her rent and continued on until they had a major breakdown on, of their car and they needed the funds to be able to fix their car. And he went to her and said, I'm so sorry I can't pay for your rent this week. And he said it was fascinating because she was so angry at him. So, so just tore strips off of him saying, you folks call yourself Christians and just, just ripped into him. He got out of that and he said, he asked the question, did she ever receive a gift? Or was she blind to it all the time because she just expected it? And I turn that story back to me and say, how many blessings do I receive every single moment, every single day that I just expect will come? And so there's areas in my life where there's zero gratitude. There's the, I'm at the level zero. And then there's level one, where I start to recognize the good things that God is doing in me and in the people around me, and I thank him. I say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And, and there's, a, there's a, a prayer of an exam and that sometimes I do uh, at the end of the day where I go through my day. And I say, thank you, God, that you, you give me legs to stand on to get out of bed. I, I go through my day. Thank you, God, that you give me your word that I can read and be refreshed by it. And moment by moment, I sort of retrace my day and I thank him. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. Isn't that interesting, that, that verse? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. When somebody says thank you to me, who gets blessed? I get blessed, right? And if I bless the Lord, how can we ever bless the Lord? He has everything except maybe our praise. So I'm going to actually bless the Lord today, which is a wild concept. How? I'll bless the Lord. His praise will continually be in my mouth, continually through the day. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I believe that's gratitude level one, to say thank you to God all the time. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. The humble will hear it and be glad. What does that mean? It's such, so much praise that I, some of it ekes out to other people. And, and other people hear about it. And, and it's not just between me and God, but my praise of God starts to leak out to other people. And, and some people hear it, and some people scoff at it, but the humble hear it, and it gladdens their heart. And they go, yeah, hold on, hold on, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that because I need to trust in God too. And in a moment when, when we have our four testimonies, they're going to bless the Lord and they're going to share it with you. And if you're humble enough, you'll be glad. You go, yes, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And we have our open mic between, between the, the set of four songs. And if you have a small thing to praise God for, I think that's level two. <laughs> I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. 
The humble will hear it and be glad. What does it say next? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. How can you make God bigger, right? How can you make him bigger? He's awesome. He's huge. He's massive. But to some people, he seems so far away. And so, in a way, uh, we have galaxies that are massive, but they seem like a pinprint of, of light in the sky. We bring a telescope, and what happens? We magnify something that's massive and bring it a little closer. Why? Because I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. The humble will hear it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And when we magnify the Lord, what happens? We rejoice together. So, Heavenly Father, I pray you'll give my good friends up here who uh, are, might not be used to being on stage your boldness, your true gratitude as they bless you. And we as a congregation want to bless you today, God. Often we come to church to be blessed. But today we want to bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Brian, where are you? Come on up. Let's give it up for Brian. So good morning, everyone. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is uh, Brian Benalek. I have been uh, attending Church on the Rock with my sons, Aiden and Aaron, since 2007. Um, and I serve in a variety of different capacities uh, here at the church, and it's a tremendous blessing to be able to serve God at this amazing church. Uh, the last two years of our life, uh, mine, my wife Elizabeth, um, our daughters Jasmine and Deanna, and our sons Aiden and Aaron, there's been a lot of change. In uh, the beginning of 2021, we moved out of our home in Hamilton, and we moved out to Port Colborne, um, which really became an interesting experience over Christmas this year, as uh, we were right in the middle of a giant snow blizzard, and I had my first ever 38-hour power outage to experience, which was really fun. But it was a big change. Um, we've been to the church less frequently, uh, because now it's, it's an, hour, an hour drive each way to come into church, and it became with the great work that Jacob and his team do is streaming the services. We could watch them from home, but coming back and seeing people and being with people, we realized, you know, we need to be part of a, a congregation again. And there's also been change for me at work. Um, and before I get to that, I do want to acknowledge that the last time that we were here was um, the 25th anniversary service. And as I was leaving, as I was here, and then as I was leaving, it made me think of one thing, and uh, Dave doesn't know I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. And that is, um, I want to say a special thank you to my brother Dave Overholt, who not only has been an incredible pastor and teacher and friend to me for the last 15 years, but has been an incredibly loyal servant teacher, shepherd, and rock of this church from the day it was started. So, um, 
On behalf of everyone in this room, Dave, those who are watching online, and I'm sure those who were here that Sunday and have been through these doors, thank you. You are an awesome example of a Christ-like servant, and I thank you for that. When it comes to change, I went through a very challenging period at my workplace at the beginning of 2022. And there was a reorganization that was done in my area, and my boss was moving to another area, and I was going to step into his position. And one of the things that we had to do was we had to decide between us how we were going to divide the team. There was nine people on our team, and we were going, each of us was going to be getting half. Now, the ninth person, we didn't do the Solomon thing and cut them in half and figure out who got each half, but one of us was getting five and one was getting four. And we were pretty much agreed except for one person. And we both wanted this one person to be on our team because we both saw them as a successor for each of us. And that per they talked, we each talked to this person, and she said that she wanted to go with my old boss, and that was fine. But then when the changes actually happened, it didn't move the way it was, we thought it was going to. And we talked about it, and I went to my boss, and I said, it's just, this isn't right. This isn't look what we agreed to. She said, no, it's right. And then I talked to my old boss, and he says, no, it's wrong. Got to fix it. And I went back to my new boss, and I said, is this right? And she said, yes, it's right. And then I went back to her a third time. Now, those of you who work in a corporation, my boss was a senior vice president of RBC. I don't know many of them that like to be asked three times in a single day by one of their people if they're right. It tends not to go well. And she said, why are you asking me? And I told her why, and she said, I'll take care of it. And she wrote an email to everybody to say, don't change anything, leave it the way it is. This is what was agreed to. And shortly after that, my former boss, who I considered a very close friend, um, really went off on me. Uh, to the point where, uh, at the end of it, I was literally shaking because I was so upset at the things that my former boss said to me. And I prayed over it, and I talked with my wife, and um, I learned through that experience that we have to lean so hard on God, on Jesus, in difficult situations. I can, God gave me the strength to continue to talk about my former boss in high terms with my coworkers, to always be respectful to him. And today I'm happy to say that we can talk to each other and shake hands and enjoy actually being in each other's presence, which I really didn't think was going to happen again. And out of that, God also taught me about being bold. Not bold in the sense of, you know, I break out my King James version of the Bible and in every meeting I start with, a, with you know, thee and thou and thy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Not like that. But being bold about what Helen used to call being a Jesus sneezer. And just dropping little seeds here and there, not being afraid to talk about, I'm, you know, we did this at church this week, or talking about my personal walk with my coworkers. Um, and it's been, it's been really cool. And through, through the last two years, thanks to some, a suggestion from Nancy Jongling, I started using Nikki Gumbel's Bible in One Year devotional, which is on the Bible app. 
And if you don't know who Nicky Gumbel is, he's the founder of Alpha. And his devotional has spoken to me very powerfully and has finally gotten me into reading the Bible almost daily. And I've been fascinated this year with both Isaiah and Jeremiah. And these are heavy, heavy, heavy books. There's a lot of darkness in those books. Jeremiah especially is written at the time when right before um, Judah is captured by Babylon and taken into slavery. And in the midst of all of these people talking to King Hezekiah and telling him, no, nothing will happen. Nebuchadnezzar will not invade. You just don't bow the knee to him. And Jeremiah is a lone voice calling out. What I've noticed in so much of Jeremiah is it starts by talking about the, this horrible, violent end that's going to come to Judah and to Egypt and to the, the, the cities and the countries around it. But at the end of almost every one, there's a promise. I will redeem. I will restore. I will renew. And it's taught me to be less fearful. It's taught me to be bolder. And I also thank Craig Grishel, whose book, Dangerous Prayers, talks about three prayers that are very dangerous to pray. And one of them is, God, make me bold. And that's my prayer for 2023. God, make me bold. Don't shy away from confrontation, but don't let it be emotional. Let it be honest. And I'd just like to close with a verse from Jeremiah that gives an idea of what God is, what God is like in that book. And it's from Jeremiah 14:22. And in, that, in, this, in this chapter, Jeremiah is lamenting the sins of Judah the wickedness of Judah and how they've turned to their own idols. And he says, do any of the worthless idols of the nations bring rain? Do the skies themselves send down showers? No, it is you, Lord, our God. Therefore, our hope is in you, for you are the one who does all this. Thanks, Brian. Um, my name's Shannon. I've been coming to Church on the Rock, other than when I was at school across the country for since 1997, so it's been a while. Um, and I've been working here for two years. I'm the executive associate, so I work a lot with Tina, trying to keep all the balls rolling. Um, Dave asked me to share a bit about our experiences over the last year or so with inviting people out to church, so I'm going to jump in, and I will be reading. Uh, so sorry about that. Um, I think for us, everything always starts with the 10% more friendly. Um, I also want to acknowledge up front that Rich and I are at a time in our lives where even just the fact that we have young kids makes it a thousand times easier to connect with new people. Um, but most of, the, so most of the people we've invited out to church or church-related things are people that we see pretty much every day at our kids' bus stops. Um, that or their neighbors that we've had opportunities to get to know. Most years around Easter, Church on the Rock hosts an Easter egg hunt for kids. Um, it's free, it's local, and it's a very, very easy thing to invite people out to. Um, so this year, we invited everybody from the bus stop, as you do. Uh, one family told us it wasn't really their thing, which wasn't a huge shock. They have some like bones and skulls and stuff decorating the front of their house. So um, I wasn't super surprised by that one. Um, but they thanked us for the invite, and that was that. We, we still say hello, and we're still friends. 
Um, another mom told me that it sounded awesome, but they had a birthday party to go to, so they couldn't make it either. And the third mom said, oh, that sounds amazing, and she brought both her kids. Um, when they came to the Easter egg hunt, her kids had a lot of fun, and so did mine. And um, they got a little gift bag because they were new to Church on the Rock, so that was kind of fun too. And everyone got a little invite card to summer camp. So I followed up with her and just let her know, you know, my kids are going to the summer camp, and if you need help getting your kid there, I can maybe help with a ride or something. And uh, she sounded really interested. Um, now, because I work for the church, I knew that she hadn't registered yet, and I could see that camp was filling up really quickly. So I sent her a little text and said, hey, just so you know, registration's almost full. If you're on the fence, you know, it's kind of now or never. And um, so she signed her kid up, and she came to camp for the whole week and was in the same group as my kids, and, and that was really fun. We also told the family who had the birthday party at Easter about camp, and they were also really interested but had already signed their daughter up um, for the city camps by that point. Um, but her daughter was actually over at our house just last week, and so we've been chatting about this year, and my next job is to tell her when my kids are going, because we have four weeks of camp this year, um, and she's planning on sending her for at least one of the weeks when my kids will be there. So I have hope for this year with that family. Um, more recently, anyone who came to a service in the weeks leading up to Christmas received a package of three Christmas Eve invitations this year. Um, again, I work here, so I might have stolen a few extras. Um, of course, we gave out those invitations to everybody at the bus stop, and we have two bus stops this year because my kids go to two different schools this year. And so um, we had three new families to invite. One is a mom who works shift work. Her kid's super sweet. She's generally not all that chatty. Um, and she, you know, received the invitation, sort of went, oh, that sounds great, and didn't, didn't seem super interested. But I, I did notice, actually, in the couple of weeks that followed that she started initiating more conversations, and we really got chatting a bit more at the bus stop. So I still would consider that a win. Um, and she also asked me to keep her posted about camp stuff, so um, something to be praying about. Then there's the mom of my oldest daughter's best friend. We're like bus stop backup buddies in case one of us is running late or the bus shows up early, as sometimes that happens. And so that, of course, is a really easy invite because we're together a lot anyway. And the third mom at this stop is another woman who is just so friendly. Um, her son was in my daughter's kindergarten class um, for the first couple weeks of school, and then he got bumped to a different class. And so the two of them enjoy connecting every day while they wait for the bus with their older siblings on it. Actually, now my kid goes in their car and is warm with her friend while his mother and I stand outside and freeze to death waiting for the bus every day. Anyway, when I gave her an invitation, she said that they would come for sure. Um, I was a bit surprised the next week when she told me that they're actually Muslim. So we had a really good chat at that point about how complicated and challenging it can be to walk our kids through holiday seasons when they're being bombarded by so much commercialism. And then on top of that, they're hearing about all the different religious events that are being celebrated by their friends who all have very different backgrounds. Anyway, they didn't end up coming out this year on Christmas Eve, and I don't know if it's because they're Muslim or just because the weather was terrible. They do have a third child who's a really young baby. Um, but I do know that her daughter is really curious about the Christian-based holidays that she's been hearing about at school. And I know that she, like me, is trying to figure out how to walk her daughter through learning about all that stuff, um, which is, I think, one of the reasons she'd originally said they would come out to the Christmas Eve service. Anyway, I'm still looking forward to inviting them out to the Easter egg hunt and maybe to the Easter service in a couple of months because even though I know now that they don't celebrate Easter, 
I, I also know that they're not offended when I extend an invitation. Um, so I don't know if they're going to come, but I also don't know what else God is doing in the background in their family, and I'm pretty sure he's doing something. So that's a lot of bus stop stuff. And for those of you who don't spend hours every week waiting for school buses, um, we've also invited some of our neighbors who are not parents of young children. Um, the lady who lives next door to us is always making little gifts for my kids whenever she makes stuff for her nieces and nephews. So we invited them. She gave me two Santa hats filled with candy. I gave her an invitation. It was very easy. Um, there's another couple from around the corner who walk their dog past our house pretty much every morning and a Portuguese couple who live about four doors down from us and they're also really sweet. Um, both of those people we've gotten to know a lot more um, because we have a plum tree in our backyard and plum trees produce a lot of fruit. And so for the last couple of summers, we've um, packaged up little baskets of plums and just sort of delivered them to 10 or 12 houses around where we live. And um, that should take like 10 minutes, right? You know, a minute to each house. But this year, um, it took a couple of hours because so many people wanted us to come in and just chat with them. So at any rate, with the two couples that we invited this year, um, we have had opportunities to pray with them about different things that they've shared with us over the last year or so. So I wrote a note on the back of the invitation and just dropped it off at their house. Um, I guess if there's a point to all of this, it's that if you have kids, you like have no excuse not to invite your kids, friends, parents um, to stuff. And if you don't have kids, you could just grow some fruit and give it to them and then make friends that way. Um, the thing is, we might not have seen a lot of those people actually come out to Christmas Eve this year. I do think the weather had a bit of a hand in that. Um, but I have not had a single instance of anyone reacting negatively. Um, honestly, if nothing else, people seem to respond to any act of kindness, including invitations to church, with kindness. I think people just like to be liked. So at a minimum, we've gotten to know our neighbors a bit better, which has been really fun for us. My prayer for Church on the Rock and for Rich and I is that we will see the doors that God is holding open for us and that we'll take advantage of opportunities to get to know our neighbors, our co-workers, our kids' friends, and their parents so that we can enjoy their company and so that we can be in a position to be used by God when he opens the doors again. Everybody, I'm Jason. Um, I was thinking about how long I've been coming to Church on the Rock, and I think it's about five, six years. Um, actually, my brother-in-law, who I started to come with, is here, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, and I've had a, I've really been able to serve and get involved in this church, which has been amazing. Um, started out with youth, and I'm still serving there, and that's great. Uh, the prayer corner, um, just so everybody knows, there's a prayer corner in the back. If you ever want somebody to pray with you. Um, People would love to pray with you. And then uh, this year I also started serving on the vision team. And that, um, yeah, it's been, that's been great. And it's interesting to see how God can use your gifts and uh, show you the gifts of other people um, through that. Uh, so something big for me the last few years has been um, the growth of my personal faith. And I think the biggest reason for that was um, our discipleship group. So we did a discipleship group with Church on the Rock, and Dave and Helen led it, and um, it was really good. And one of the biggest things I took away from it was uh, a, a way to read your Bible called SMORP. Um, and if there's one thing I can leave with you today, it is how to SMORP, and I will go through uh, my SMORP I did this morning. 
Um, so it starts with scripture. So you just write down the scripture that you read. Um, I'm trying to journal more. So just, just write, write what you are seeing. Um, just make it mean, mean a lot. Um, so Matthew 5, 17. Yeah, interesting verse I read this morning too. Uh, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Um, so this is in the Sermon on the Mount. So this is Jesus um, speaking. Um, and that is what he has come to do. So the, the M, so the S of Smorp is scripture. The, the M is message. So M, the message, refers to insights that God may have given you. Um, so I really thought about this. And what is, what's the main message here? And I think it is that God is the same yesterday, today, um, and forever. Um, the God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament, and the God of right now is still the same God, and I think there's a lot of comfort in that. Um, so I think that was the main message, or the message I got this time. So the O in SMORP uh, is obedience. Uh, so scripture, message, obedience. And obedience refers to obeying what God instructs you to do uh, for anything that God gave you to do in listening prayer. So I was just praying about uh, this verse. Um, yeah, and God brought some really interesting things to mind. Um, and the one, yeah, so it's, it's just a reminder that the Old Testament is really important. Um, and then the R is actually repentance, which doesn't always have to be very public. But uh, I'll, I'll, my, my obedience and my repentance kind of go together. And it is, I recognize how influenced we can be um, and how influenced, how easily we can be influenced. And I don't know, I, f I feel like I've heard things before where it's like, oh, don't, you don't need to read the Old Testament. There's nothing in there for you. It's like, well, Jesus just said, uh, um, I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. Um, so maybe we're missing uh, what the Old Testament has to say if that's what we're hearing. And I think um, part of my repentance is not um, doing as much Bible memory. And I think if I had this verse memorized and was able to quickly go to it, um, yeah, I don't think I would have not read the Old Testament for a certain amount of time. So I, I think it's, yeah, really important. So um, the S is scripture, the M is message, the O is obedience, the R is repentance, and then the P is prayer. Uh, so the prayers to the prayers of your heart that God has laid. Um, yeah, so I'd just like to pray for everybody, um, and then I'll hand over. Dear Lord, I pray uh, as we go into this next year uh, that we can just be, hold your word tight. Um, we can memorize some of the things that you are teaching us um, and that we are thankful that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise in your name. Amen. Hello, Church on the Rock. Sorry, I've wanted to do that since I started. <laughs> hey, I'm Luke, and this is my wife, Crystal. And uh, we're actually quite new compared to most of the folks that have shared. So, yeah, we just want to share a couple things that have happened to us this year because of getting connected with this church. Hi, good morning. Um, so I'm Crystal. Um, I just wanted to share a little bit about our journey at Church on the Rock. Um, so... We showed up pre-pandemic um, and visited a couple of times. Um, and then during COVID, uh, we started watching 
I guess more specifically the kids ministry with our kids online and they really connected to that. Um, but our first real interaction with Church on the Rock was um, we signed our daughter up for VBS or Vacation Bible School in the summer, um, which was, yeah, amazing. Um, so we weren't sure how she was going to do at the beginning because she had never been to school before. Um, we had been isolating because of COVID. We were helping take care of my grandparents. So we were very, we didn't really go anywhere for a long time. Uh, so we signed her up. She was there full days and she absolutely loved it. Um, the last day she was just like beside herself that it was the last day of VBS. Um, but yeah, she loved the crafts, the lessons. She was so excited to introduce us to her leaders um, the Sunday after camp. Um, and we just found that the staff and everyone there was super enthusiastic and really caring. Um, so that was like a really great almost first impression. Um, yeah, later on that summer, we actually brought my grandparents, um, who were in their 90s, um, and they lived fairly close to us, uh, to a service when it was in the tent. So we thought it was a safer, safer place to bring them. Um, and we just, again, felt how caring the church was, and people were introducing themselves to them. They were helping us with our kids, with the grandparents, uh, with the barbecue. And yeah, we really felt uh, love from the people at the church. Um, also, too, many times um, we've experienced, uh, we did like the first steps um, back in the fall, um, and there was people like Natalie that would stay afterwards to watch our kids so that we could actually pay attention during the session. Uh, so that was super helpful. And just the, the staff and the leaders here, you know, we've got to know Dave, Helen, Katie more. Um, they've just really reached out to us. Um, we've got to spend time. So I spend time with them. Um, they've, yeah, really been interested in our spiritual gifts and how we could get connected to the church. Um, so, yeah, we're super enthusiastic about that, you know, how we can use our, our interests, our passions to, yeah, volunteer in the church. Um, so, yeah, we just, again, feel like this church really cares about people. Um, we're really excited to be here. Yeah, so as my wife alluded to, <clears throat> It hasn't really been that long for us, but in some ways I feel like our, our journey to get to Church in the Rock started in 2019. So we actually just moved to Hamilton extremely late 2019, went to a couple churches here and there, and uh, then of course COVID hit, as everyone will remember those fun times. So for me at least, that brought a unique isolation experience. So we were already helping out with Crystal's grandparents, so everyone was kind of on high alert. But for us to take this new job and to move into a new family home, we left our spiritual home. We left our church family. So we came here, kind of strangers uh, to Hamilton and not really getting the chance to plug in uh, anywhere. So I found for myself, I was like really, yeah, thirsty and hungry to get back in to a church. And many times, Crystal and I prayed about finding a good church and just talking about how, you know, we have to take the risk. We got to do this. Like our kids, we want them to know it's normal to follow the Lord and, and to be going to church. Um, so as the, the numbers were going up and down, we tried a few churches out. So one was more traditional than this. And when uh, I, I play guitar, so when the band got up, to play at this other church, after the first few songs, my wife looked at me and said, you know, 
if we land here, you should really think about helping with guitar and singing. I was like, oh, okay. But hold on, hold on, man. Then we came to Church on the Rock, and John and Candace were like tearing the roof off, praising the Lord. So I said to Crystal, hey, do you think I should help out here with guitar and singing? And her response was, maybe just the guitar. And we all, <laughs> and we all had a good laugh about it. Um, yeah, and then as Crystal said, we got plugged into the First Steps class, and that was really key uh, to, to hear the vision of the church, to hear a bit of the history of the church. And, it, you know, I was just getting so excited. I was like, oh, I've been isolated for a few years. Maybe this is going to be the place. And then we jumped right in. We, we took our kids a few times out uh, to the prayer path at the new building. And like, maybe this doesn't sound like much, but we're, we're walking through the forest. There's paintings and pictures up and we're, we're going over to read them and following the little black hands where it tells us to go. And it was such an awesome chance to talk to our kids about why we pray. And then my little five-year-old girl's like, dad, I found this great place to pray to Jesus. And like, she literally got down on her knees and, you know, said a little prayer. And as a dad, I was just like, oh man, this is like, this is the best thing going. Um, Dave and Helen definitely have taken us under uh, their wing. Uh, we've just felt so cared for uh, and valued. And like, I found myself getting emotional at church. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Maybe to my, uh, maybe it's a little annoying to my wife and kids, but guys, I can't tell you how excited I am for Sundays. I get up too early and start the whole family. Let's get going. Let's get going. Too early. Just so excited to get here. Uh, I've been finding since getting back to church, like Dave's messages flooring me. Like, I'd love to echo what the first gentleman said. Like, Dave, your excitement, enthusiasm, and this unique spiritual gift to take God's message and make it apply to me, it's just uncanny. Like, it's such a privilege to be under your teaching. Do you guys remember that Festival of Friends sermon a couple weeks ago? Man, when he asked the question at the end, who are you looking forward to seeing again when you finally come home to the Lord? And I was like, oh, you know, what a great thought, all of these people that are gone. And then he gave that twist. And who do you hope to see that's not there yet? You know, and we thought about our kids coming to know Christ. And then my coworkers, like friends that I've played in bands with. And this church so lovingly describes those people as people on the way to God. And even that phrase, it just touched me like, ah, uh, like as Chris was saying, just a church that cares. I just love it. I've taken advantage of going back for communion many times. And as Jason said, it's right near the prayer corner. So every time I've gone by, somebody's willing to come up to pray for me. I was like, hey, we can pray. I'm really just here for communion. But <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, when the, I think it was the week the power went out, that's when I first met Jason. I don't know who from the front said, hey, we encourage you to like reach out and you know let your brother and sister know you're here. So here's this guy I've just met. He puts his arm around me. I've got my hand on his knee and we're lifting each other up and lifting this church up. And uh, it just warmed my heart. In our, in our times of worship, like I'm starting to get emotional. I'm like, what's going on? This, what's happening to me? And then it dawned on me. I'm like, man, for two years, I've been saying, God, I'm thirsty. We're isolated. I'm hungry. And then I, I kind of took a second and looked around. I'm like, hey, here I am with my wife, my two kids, and like, 
the cup of water is being offered and we are getting fed here you know not the milk like the the heavy meat and it's it's fantastic and we're no longer strangers and i, I just kind of said whoa we're in a family we're in a spiritual family and i wanted to read a, a short passage because it reminded me of matthew 25 can you hold this This reminded me of, of this church. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. And I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you, clothe you and come visit you in prison? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Now we weren't necessarily sick. I haven't been to prison and we understand we're not supposed to come to church naked. That was covered in the, the partnership group. But uh, guys, honestly, Church on the Rock and the Lord's people here, I want to thank you because you've given me the cup of water I've been thirsty for since December 2019 uh, when we moved. So, yeah, in short, just thank you for opening your arms to us and letting us in your family. We're so pumped and excited to, to be a part of it. Um, looking forward to 2023 to be growing and caring and serving alongside you guys. So thanks so much.